Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruflo. It is Wednesday, August 31st, last day of the month. Um, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Chris, we got a 15-game card of Major League Baseball today. And perfect perfect spread to some afternoon baseball and then uh, sort of some 6 o'clock starts and then primetime action. So this is kind of what I what I enjoy, especially in the middle of the week. Well, I, I gave out that under in the um, Diamondbacks Phillies as my $15 big play, and it was over in a hurry. And the thing was I had a premium pick on the Diamondbacks on the side and uh, not sure why I didn't just give that out. They got absolutely blistered. I'll tell you the truth. I like I like the Diamondbacks and the Phillies under as well, but it was just one of those unexpected things where Nola kind of had a bit of a blow up on the road, and it was just he couldn't get out. And that was he looked like he wanted out. He looked like just done. He just wanted out. You know, it's like I want out of Philly. I want out of this situation. I want out of everything. And Mm -hmm. um, man, he really uh, he really got crushed. That game absolutely destroyed him as uh, the Phillies lost a little bit of traction there, but the Brewers unable to help themselves um, in that thing. And the Braves losing to the um, Rockies. They're on a three-game losing streak. Yeah. You know, when the, when the Mets lost and they had a chance, you know, it's the opposite in the American League where the Rays, the Mariners, and the Jays have now won two games in a row and the Twins have won five games in a row. You know, in the National League, the Braves, the Phillies, and the Brewers all coming off losses, and only the Padres now have won two games in a row. So just a lot of important stuff going on. Yeah. And we're in that stretch run in September. We're getting into the, to the final. I got one thing to say to this guy. I got one thing to say to this guy. <laughs> I went a hundred percent of the games I get to talk about after they're over. Yeah, I'm hitting it about ninety five percent. Yeah, and we both love the I I love the Royals on the show yesterday. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't I I can't stand the I yesterday you know comments. <laughs> you know, congratulations, but I really don't care. I mean, I could sit here and I could read off my tickets to you also that I had, you know. I've just been betting 200 a game. You know, I've, I've kind of peeled it back. I've just been, you know, people are like, oh, baseball's been tough or whatever. It's like, just cut it back. Go to 200 a game or whatever, you know, whatever your normal bets are or whatever. Um, you know, nothing wrong with it. No, nothing wrong with betting a little less than you normally do, peeling it back. Um, if that's, you know, if you're just not feeling the vibe, I'm not saying stop betting. I, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to stop or whatever. It's like, yeah, and then you, you know, that's when you probably would have been your hottest, right? My luck. You know, you just stay the course. But I've been doing, um, I've been doing a lot of, I do always do a lot of run lines and reverse run lines and, you know, things like that. I, I did it yesterday. I have to hit all my plays except my big play. We all brag after I win. I didn't say, I didn't, I wasn't bragging about it. I was just saying that I hit my plays. I just didn't hit my big play. I was, it was more of an admission that I didn't hit my big play is what that was. 
in my um, seven free picks. Same thing as yesterday. I, I had a winning day. I did not win my big play. Same thing. I had the Diamondbacks. I had, you know, I can go through the, I, we can go through this every day if you want. We had a whole show, you know. Tickets I didn't have to throw on the floor by Mitch Wilson. <laughs> did not have to throw it on the floor. What else did I have? couple of those other early ones. I don't know what I had. Oh, Jorge Kirby on the run line. Yes. Ticket I did not have to throw on the floor. Jorge Kirby. Donde esta Jorge Kirby? Yeah, Matt Manning did not show up for that Miserable. Miserable. Misery loves company. Anyway, speaking of misery, we got the Rangers against the Astros in game one of the day, 2.05 Eastern time start. Got a good matchup here. You know, I know a lot of people were on the Rangers yesterday. Ruflo had the Astros as his, as his uh, pickoff play on the other side of it. Um, Martin Perez against Christian Javier. Yeah, I kind of went back and forth on this. I, I, I think I like the under in this game. You know, I, I, I'd also lean towards the Astros, but uh, I like the under here just mainly because Christian Javier is a 2.97 ERA, but a 7-9 record. And while some people say that, you know, win-loss win records for starting pitching may be one of the more meaningless statistics, it's, you know, the fact is that that tells me that he's pitching well, just he wasn't getting a lot of run support from the Astros. A 2.63 ERA in his last seven with a 1-4 record. But, uh, you know, Martin Perez, he was blown up by the Astros once this season. The other two starts against Houston, one earned run allowed in 16 innings. So I think this one's going to be a, a lower-scoring game, 3-2 to two kind of game. So give me the under uh, Rangers-Astros. I like the Astros in this one. I just think that once they get off to these starts in these series, they generally are able to finish and, and to ride it on home. I'm going to take the Astros here. Um, I, the Javier's had a nice season. He's really had to, um, you know, pick up his game and fill in, and he's done that, you know, and I always like that. So I'm going to take the Astros in this one. I can't say enough about the season that Martin Perez has had. Um, I Hopefully it helps him. I, I'm going to guess he's on a short-term deal with Texas. Not sure, but um, I'm going to guess he is. So hopefully this has helped him, and, you know, he deserves it. He deserves all the accolades. I think of all the pitchers that um, had the comeback, you know, had the seasons this year, I think Martin Perez and Jordan Lyles are the two guys that really, to me, stand out that were kind of like also rans, you know, for the bulk of what we've seen from them in the past. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're really, you know, solid options this season. Both became Perez. number ones. Yeah, Perez in the offseason signed a one-year $4 million contract. Yeah. So he's, he's probably going to get paid. You know, yeah. my guess is he makes eight and a half next year, eight to 10 on a one year um, with the twins. You think he goes back to Minnesota? I don't know where he goes. I'm just guessing. Guessing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 31 years old, he's still got some, some traction on him. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I think he gets some, I think you get closer to 15. Huh? Boy, some of these pitchers are being paid. I think 15 would be a bit of a bargain, but again, you don't want to pay off of one year so. I'll move to our next game. It is the Brew Crew taking on the Pirates. Freddie Peralta up against Zach Thompson. Peralta, a big favorite here. Going to have to lay almost three to one, one to three odds here. What do you think, Chris? 
Yeah, I, I put this one out yesterday when the line wasn't out, but minus 275 is, is tough. I think I think the only way to go in this one is Brewers' run line. I think they need to take advantage of every spot where they can. And Zach Thompson, you know, hasn't been the same reliable starter that we backed earlier on in the season. I think it's just a spot where Peralta sort of steps his game up. Yeah, he is a guy that kind of relies on strikeouts, and I think you can get a lot off this Pittsburgh lineup. So uh, I'll lean towards the Brewers on the run line. Don't love it, though. Not loving the Brewers. Yeah, I think I think I'd go for the uh, for the Brewers here. You know, I think I'm with you. I don't. I just. I don't know. I can't really buy into the Pirates on a consistent basis, but they really kind of have had their way with the Brewers this season, right? I think it's ten, I think it's like nine eight or something in the season series. It just feels worse, right? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, sorry, ten eight. For Milwaukee, Pittsburgh's won six of the last seven meetings. So, yeah, I, I don't love the odds here, but I don't see any other way to go. I'm gonna take the uh, take the the Brewers. Go to our next game. And this will be the Giants and the Padres. This game just ended, as far as I'm concerned. This thing went on all freaking night. And then in the ninth inning, Jock Peterson hits the home run, and I'm like, oh, man, this thing's going to go to extra innings. And uh, it didn't. Evan Longoria, lazy pop fly to the first baseman um, to end it. Um, And 4-3 game for the Padres winners in that one. But Alex Wood on the mound here against Musgrove. I don't like the way Musgrove has pitched recently. I, I kind of like the Giants in this one. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'll admittedly, you know, come to the terms with the fact that I was a Musgrove lover. I, I just, I, I like the way he pitched, but not anymore. I mean, he's really struggled in his last seven. Uh, 4.42 ERA. But on the other side, Alex Wood, a 7 ERA. 15 runs allowed in his last two starts. Uh, 70 RA across his last seven. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. I think you know the first two were kind of uh, lower scoring, hanging around the total. I don't think we're close to the total today. I think we see 11, 12 runs in this one. So I can go with the over uh, eight, eight and a half. Good. Our next gem got the Guardians taking on the Orioles. Speaking of Jordan Lyles, he's going in this one up against Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie's got that high ceiling, you know, that people are always talking about. Jordan Lyles, of course, giving up those high home runs. Um, you know, when he misses, he usually pays the price. But he's been so much better this year, right? So much better. Um, you know, this is a tough one. I did the video on this game, and I think I took the Guardians. I just think they're the better team. You know, I just think they're the better managed team. And I think, you know, the way that, like, yesterday's game broke down. I think that, you know, the Orioles know, you know, though, if they don't win this game, they're getting swept out of Cleveland because – uh Tomorrow it's uh, Bieber against, um, I don't know who's on the other side of that debacle, but it's Bieber time. Maybe Bradish, I haven't looked at Could yet. be, could be. What do you think of this yeah. one? Yeah, you know, I, I I do like the Guardians as well. I mean, I've, I've been a Tristan McKenzie fan. I, I think he's going to be the next ace of this Guardians rotation if he's around when Shane Bieber, you know, makes way or, I don't know, once uh, McKenzie passes him, I don't know, but... 
I think I like the under a little bit more here. Um, I think McKenzie's going to have another solid start. And I, I think Jordan Lyles, like you said, I think the Orioles know what they are up against, and Jordan Lyles can do everything he can to keep the uh, keep the Orioles in this game. And like you said, with the way the Twins have been uh, have been surging, the Orioles all of a sudden starting to lose a little bit of traction in that wild card race. And it could be, you know, up to five games back by the end of the series if they don't get a win here. So... I think I'm going to lean towards the under in a hard-fought game, and uh, I lean towards the Guardians as well, though. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's like the Orioles are just not there yet, you know? It's like they're so close. And, you know, if it's John Means against Tristan McKenzie, maybe I feel differently. Imagine the Orioles, they're 67 and 61. Imagine what they are with Means, you know? You know, even if it's just a four or five game differential, you know, what that would make, what difference that would make. Yeah, it is Bieber and Bradish tomorrow. Well, speaking of the, uh, the crap fest, we've got the Marlins taking on the Rays, and the Marlins have had no success against the Rays, um, really at all. It really against the American League East. I read the statistic yesterday on the show, and, you know, you laughed at me. No, I'm just kidding. No one laughed at me. But we saw it exact play out exactly like it did, where the Marlins have lost 16 in a row to American League East teams. Um, I would say that for the Marlins to improve, that that's probably a place where they need to be. Um, they need to improve against the American League um, East. What do you think, Chris? In this one, Drew Rasmussen on the hill. Yeah, I think for me in this one, I got to go with the with back to the well with the Rays on the run line. I, I haven't seen the uh, the price for Tampa Bay yet, but uh, I imagine it's going to be pretty hefty. And I still think it's it's Rays all day here, mainly because the Marlins are back to the problem where they can't score. Look at their last four games and five of their last six, two runs or less scored. And I think the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, while they've had their issues, they're just a better better team here, better hitting team. And I think you know Drew Rasmussen gives him a pretty good chance to win. So I go with the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line in this one. Yeah, I just until the Marlins show me that they can beat a team for the American League East, um, if it's not broke, not going to try and fix it, not going to use the Miami Marlins to try and do so. I really would like to see what the Marlins can do as far as acquiring some personnel for some of the starting pitching that they have. And I know that it's nice to have that abundance of starting pitching like they have. It's a nice luxury to have, but this isn't a team that really has luxuries. So. Um, you know, it's time to uh, to do something. But we got the Reds and the Cardinals. I gave out the Reds on this show with Justin Dunn yesterday. You could thank me later on that one or now or whenever. Talk about, you know, if people want to talk about picks they made yesterday. I believe I gave out the uh, Reds-Royals parlay. Um, Mike Miner's serving for uh, Cincinnati. He is a... Um, I think the technical term for him is, I think he's a shit show, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I had to d- dive deep into the uh, into the, the terminology book for that one. But uh, no, I, I'm with, he's a, I, I prefer the term dumpster fire. Um, 610 ERA, 66 strikeouts compared to 29 walks and just barely a 2 to 1 walk ratio, but a 5.97 ERA in his last seven. I expect Jose Quintana to give up a couple as well here, but uh, I think this one's going over the total, maybe more so just because Mike Miner's on the other side at home. But even by minor numbers, right? Even by Mike Miner numbers, the 19 home runs in 79 and two thirds is off the chart for Miner. 
You know, yeah. 19 dingers and 79 two thirds. Last year, his 26 home runs that he gave up came across 158.7. He might cross that line by the time he gets to 100 innings this year. He might do it in half the, you know, in, in, in well, two thirds of, of what it took him to, to get across there la- across, you know, last year. And then, you know, you go back to that 30 home run season he had in 2019 with the Rangers, that was 208 innings. So really, he's he could possibly get there in half the time as well. In 104 innings, he's 79.7. I mean, basically, he's going at a home run every four innings clip, and we know he's full. And we know he's fully capable of, of really even doing better than that if he really applies himself. And I mean, that's kind of where he's been, regardless, home or away. It's it's not like I can use the excuse. Well, oh, he pitches a great American ballpark at home. Eleven home runs allowed in forty-one innings on the road. Eight home runs allowed in, in thirty-eight and two-thirds. So yeah, he's allowed. He's had season two thousand twelve twenty-six home runs as a member of the Braves. Twenty-two as a member of the Braves. Twenty-one is on the Braves. Twenty-five in Texas. Thirty in Texas. Twenty-six in Kansas City, and now nineteen at Great American just has a knack for giving up the long ball. And the, the thing that we've seen along the way, too, with this is a really regressing strikeout number. I mean, super regressing. 66 Ks over this um, 79.7. I mean, not even, you know, I mean, these are 6.10 ERA. This is a career high for him. Yeah, he's really just taking his game to a whole new level. So who's happier at the at the game? The, the fans with the chance to catch some balls, or the hot dog and uh, peanut vendors who get a few extra hours to walk around the stands to sell some of their wares? It's going to be a light crowd there in Cincinnati. Can I say both? Yeah, <laughs> I say mm-hmm. because both both get both get the benefit of the doubt from that one. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be a long day at the ballpark. Chris, what are you selling today? For me today, I got my uh, my fifteen dollar pickoff play, and we uh, we hit it with the Astros yesterday. Looking to come back again with back to back days, or I also got that fifteen dollar play as part of my uh, fifteen dollar or sorry my sorry my uh, walk off Wednesday three pack uh, forty bucks over Pick Dogs Premium. Today's the last day to use that promo code OG fifteen. So make sure you jump on board and uh, and take advantage of it. Yep, I hit my um I I hit my five pack yesterday. But I did not hit my $15 big play. So I had a winning day, but just not winning enough. You know, so, um, you know, it's the second day in a row that that's happened where it's like I had a, I had a winning day, but just the way that it worked out um, did, not, uh, did not pay off for the $15 big play. So I love my $15 big play today, and uh, hopefully we can bring it home, you know, and this little two-game skit I have going on. Of course, if you buy the $15 big play or Chris's big play or Ron Romanelli's rundown or any of the daily packages at pickdogs.com or sportschatplace.com premium, we have our credit guarantee. And the way that that works is that if your play doesn't, if you buy, if it's a multi-pick package, if the package doesn't turn a profit, if the games are bet individually, then you'll get a credit for the amount of that package. If you buy like a, an individual pick, it's you get in the pick doesn't win, you get a credit for the amount of things. Now, other websites, and we have done this in the past, but we will never be doing it again, um, is they make you pay for that. So basically, if you lose, if you buy a pick and you lose, it's on you. 
<laughs> and it's like, but you can pay extra for the same pick. And if it loses, you'll get your money back. It was like someone talked me into this idea and I didn't even really think it all the way through. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then by the time I thought all, all the way through, I had to get the tech guys to undo it. And that takes time and all that other stuff. So we're back in business. We've been doing this for a few months this way. And um, I just think it's more, I, I think it's, it's, it's everybody makes, um, I don't know. I think the idea is everybody wins together and everybody loses together. You know, it's, it's stupid that a handicapper should get paid or I should get paid or anybody or pick dog should get paid or sports chaplain should get paid if the pick doesn't win. It's like, I, I'm calling bull crap on that, you know, and so should you guys, you know, that's bull crap, man. We do a combo. We have a combo. We have two for one capper packages and um, we actually have that already. He's saying, so here it is. Here's the suggestion, Chris. You guys should do a combo package where we get both your picks. Yes, we have that. It's called the two for one capper package. <laughs> it's available at the website. <laughs> I've got a great idea. You take the chocolate, <laughs> you put it with the peanut butter. You put it in a little cup form. <laughs> it's like you take minute, the dough. I think you're onto something here. <laughs> you take the dough. You, you create a circle. You drop it in the hot oil. <laughs> you turn it over. You go again. You sprinkle some powdered sugar on the thing. Okay. <laughs> it's like I would have loved to. I always like, you know, I'd love to be like at some of these board meetings, you know, like where they come up with these product ideas. I would just love it, you know, It'd be like, how about the guy? Like, so I had this a couple of years ago and this is the closest I've come to doing crack. They, I, I went to the grocery store and they had frosted flakes with Lucky Charms marshmallows in it. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> someone's like genius someone's living in the year 3000 that is just unbelievable <laughs> it's like man where is where was that you know where was that when they used to call it sugar frosted flakes back in the day where was that man i love that stuff i think my my favorite things you know are well not my favorite things but some of my favorite things are that carvel ice cream cakes with the crunch okay, and yeah. the fudge Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, who, who, someone really, you know, applied themselves. We'll take the chocolate on the bottom, put the vanilla, a layer of crunch, and we'll pour some fudge over that before we put the other. I think this is going to work. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think this is going to work. <laughs> Some of the best ideas, some of the best yeah. ones. By the way, for the person who's asking, you can get both of our picks with the YouTube VIP Premium as well. That's another option if you're looking to get a great, uh, great value on some some extra picks. So my wife mixed the other day, and this was not a good mix. She mixed oh, no. coconut ice cream in the same bowl with chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Wait, what was it? What it was not a good combination. 
it was so it's chocolate chip cookie dough, but it's the it's that Talianetti brand, whatever it's called. So it has like a fudge ripple around the chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream as well. And she put that in with like a scoop of that with a scoop of coconut in my dessert dish. Like fresh coconut? No, coconut ice cream. Oh, coconut ice cream. Yeah. Oh. It just didn't go. Like supposed to be like a macaroon or something? No, no. She just made. She just no, you know, no, I just, no, no. I no. I just mean like the flavor was supposed to be like a macaroon. No, I've, I like coconut ice cream on its own, or with fudge, or oh. coconut almond. I like coconut chocolate chip, coconut ripple, coconut stripe. I like all those different kinds. But that one just didn't work. Yeah, I've had coconut macadamia nut. I've had coconut, you know, banana coconut macadamia nut chocolate. I like all those, you know. But the thing is, they just did not go well with the cookie dough. Just wasn't. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of cookie dough, got still got Mike Miner's stats up here. Mind boggling. <laughs> we got the Washington Nationals taking on the Oakland A's. Then oh, the A's spotted the Nationals four runs yesterday and was off. Whoa, the Nationals off the races. Six runs the Nationals put on him, and then when the, then. Then uh, the A's put on him to make it 6-4. Then the Nationals had the audacity to, to act like they were going to try and get back in the game and rally the rally the troops. Get it to 6-5, and the A's answered with a grand slam. Um, Chris, Anibal Sanchez here to put out the fire. What do you think? You know, with a gas can in his hand. But, uh, no, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with the A's, but I'm also going to go with the under in this one. You know, I think... Uh, you know, James Caprilian, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think he pitches a lot better than his numbers would indicate. And a 4.46 ERA in his last seven, I think a lot of that is only because he gave up eight runs in two and two-thirds to the Yankees in his last start. But other than that, he had been pretty good over the prior six. And Anibal Sanchez, you know, we've said it before, he's capable of, you know, spinning a gem whenever he takes the mound. But, yeah, he's allowed just one run in his last uh, nine and a third innings of work. But I think, uh, I think the A's can get to him. They play better on the road. But I do expect it to still be a low-scoring game. So I'm going to go with the uh, A's, and I'm going to go with the under as well. Yeah, I'm gonna, I just think that um, probably seeing over here. You know, I looked at the betting tools, and um, I went to the – what I do is I'll go to the best parlay on the betting tools, and then I'll turn off all the sports except for baseball, and then I'll turn off all the different types of bets except for total, and I click generate parlay. And this is how you get all those great parlay trends. And this one actually came up on there, and it said that in each of the last five games between the A's and the Nationals, they've all gone over the run line. They've all gone over the total, every one of them. So who am I, who am I to, to play God here, Chris? I mean, who am I to, to, <laughs> to, to, to stop this? The nerve of yeah, some people, yeah. I swear. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going you know, <laughs> to try and catch a falling knife. I said that yesterday. I said that yesterday. My fiance held one up by the entrance. Like, Are you sure you don't want to try? And I was like, No, I'm good. Thank you. It's like I, I, I give out the under people. Be like, You work for Vegas. <laughs> he works for Vegas. I love that one. It's one of my favorite Romanelli. Is it the guy that they get him on now? I used to be the Mitch works for Vegas for years. Now it's Ron works for Vegas. It's like I've. I, I feel good about passing the torch. It's like, it works for Vegas. It's like, as a matter of fact, yes, we both we both work the night shift at the uh, Ben and Jerry's over at the uh, Casino Royale. It's like, that's, 
Vegas. Anyways, move on. Got the Blue Jays taking on the Cubs. You know, the Blue Jays have won both these games um, against the Cubs, but they haven't looked great in the process. Mitch White on the mound here, he screwed me hard the last time he pitched. Um, he was absolutely hideous. And um, the Cubs, who are you showing for the Cubs here? Uh, let me see. Okay. I'm still seeing TBD. Down with TBD. Hmm. Give me a sec. Let me see who's. Let me see if I can pull up a rotation. Try to see who's gone. Who usually follow. Who usually follow? Who usually follows Stroman? It looks like it's been Justin Steele. Jorge Kirby. But and they said it's he's listed for probable for Friday with a back issue. So I don't know if it's going to be him tonight. No idea. Anyways, pretty good schedule today though with the. Um, yeah. With the, with the, you know, normally these Wednesdays have been loaded with day games, you know, yeah. so this is the first one that we have a, actually full schedule with, with a lot of night games. Tomorrow, the partial schedule with the uh, six college football games. Doing your college football videos ready? Or are you just you're waiting? No, I'm, I've started prepping for them. I'm going to do the Thursday ones, maybe the Friday ones today and start digging into the Saturday stuff as well. Tennessee Ball State, I did. It's not posted, but I did it. I did it. Tennessee Ball State. Ooh. Sidebar, sidebar, is there any game that you're looking forward to? Not necessarily a premium pick, but just a game you're looking forward to for the Thursday slate? Uh, Pitts, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, and uh, Penn State, Purdue. I'll just go right with the two big ones. You know, I think those are for me. I want to see if Penn State can get off to a better start than what they have um, in recent years. I don't see it. I mean, they got the same quarterback coming back, but he was terrible last year. Um, and then Purdue has, you know, could be, you know, an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, James Franklin gets like all these accolades. He was great at Vandy. And really, he had a few good years at Penn State. Remember, they were talking about him for the USC job last year, but he's 11 and 11 the last two years, as far as I'm concerned. That's where he sits. Anyways, I mean, for me tomorrow is Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. I think that could be the upset special. You think so? I wouldn't be surprised. Spencer Sanders has an issue with turnovers, and Central Michigan's got a pretty good offense. I think they got a pretty good running back core there. So, I mean, have, have the you know the weird thing is about you know tomorrow night's games is that the Minnesota hasn't even played, and PJ Flex already on my nerves. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like, how is that even possible? You know, especially as a 38 and a half point favorite. Well, think last year, you know, it's, it's still last year at the end of the season when they, they had nine wins. It was like, you know, banner year for Minnesota, nine wins. And he's, you know, he's two and two against Wisconsin for the ax. And what was, what do, what do you think Flex said? What do you think his comments were like about the season that he had his nine win season at Minnesota of all places? We had a Carvel cake after the season was over. I have failed as a head coach. <laughs> it's like, you're not Lou Holtz, you know? It's like, you're not, you know? It's like, oh, we don't want to be overlooking Army, you know, when he's head coach in Notre Dame against those really bad Army teams. 
oh no, we don't want to be overlooking army here. These guys will come up. You know, it's like, come on, Fleck. I have failed as a head coach. It's like you coach at Minnesota, you had nine wins. It's like you had basically an NFL offensive line. Flexter. I failed as a I failed as a coach trying to cover point spreads, maybe. <laughs> as I'm taking TBD against Mitch White. I like the, I like the Cubs. Go to Tigerland. Tigers taking on the Mariners. Marco's pitching up against Tyler Alexander. Marco? Polo. Chris, what do you think? Oh, man. This, yeah, this, this one I tried to stay away from, but I think I will still lean towards the over here. Tyler Alexander, you know, he's he's given up uh, 13 runs across his last three starts and 14 innings of work and still a 1-6 record in his last seven with a 6.40 ERA. But whenever I seem to back Marco Gonzalez, I seem to get burned. He's pitched better, especially in his last couple of starts, but still have a little bit of a PTSD with Marco Gonzalez, so... I'm going to go with the uh, over. I'll lean towards the Mariners, though, as well. I'm really, I, you know, the thing is, you know, going back to what we were just talking about, um, I like the Tigers in this one, by the way. I just think that the Tigers are going to come up and bite, you know, from time to time, and this just, to me, looks like a logical spot. But, um, you know, I think sometimes on these shows, doing them over the course of the year and for so many years, and you know, doing shows and videos and all of these different things, writing articles and all the things that we, we do, you know, you become complacent. But I think for me, college football is that one time and that and end up my NFL half times is kind of my one time out of the year. And I think college hoops, I probably do the same too. But I think for me, though, the one that I, you know, the reason I enjoy it the most, it kind of gives me the chance to remind everybody. I kind of do know what I'm talking about. You know, it's like kind of do know our stuff. Um, you know, there's a reason why I've been around for so long. And it's like, while we become complacent, why we say things that not everybody agrees with and we're willing to take stands that aren't, others are unwilling to do, um, you know, and, and to, uh, you know, no one's going to just push us around. We're just going to move to the side and that doesn't happen here. But um, at the same time, it doesn't mean, you know, we don't know our stuff. That's where some people are confused. I think the, re- the way that Rod Zawacki will tell you this, the way he found me, the way that Rod Zawacki found me, he Googled best college football handicapper. And I came up. And it's like, I, you know, from, I don't know where he, it came up at or whatever, but he said that's what came up. It was me. Weird. Anyways. Mets versus Dodgers. Jacob DeGrom on the mound. Really rising line here. This thing opened with the Mets at minus 130. They're now all the way up to minus 162. Yeah, this would this probably a, a stay away. I might. I was going to take a roof flow on this one, but I can't. I, that's not what I'm going to do. So uh, I'll lean towards the Mets here, but something still feels weird about passing up plus money with the Dodgers, but I think sometimes you have to do it. And Jacob DeGrom's pitching really well. So it's just a matter of getting run support for him from the Mets. So I lean towards, uh, I lean towards the Mets in this one with DeGrom on the Hill. I mean, Tyler Anderson, you know, he's been all right in recent starts, but uh, let me see if I can get his numbers up here. 
uh, 2.08 ERA across his last seven, so it's going to be tough. Maybe lean towards an under, but under six and a half, I, I still try to stay away from those. I think the Mets let one get away from them uh, yesterday, and I, I, you know, when the Mets were up one nothing, and um, the Dodgers had the bases loaded, and Taiwan Walker plunked, um, you know, plunked them in the back. Um, you guys, my wife, she was just here. The first words out of my mouth were "frickin' Vegas." Anyways, it was uh, it's just like I thought. Taiwan Walker just had a little slip up there, and really that was the game. And then you know later on in the game, um, you know after the Mets had tied it up with a couple solo shots, um, you know they they again just let it get away. Um, you know you can't walk in runs. You know you just can't do it. Can't do it. But you got Jacob DeGrom. I think, you know, I think DeGrom knows he's going to need to be super efficient out there, you know, and just go as deep as he could possibly go. The Dodgers try and, you know, make it tough, make it a lot of, um, make it a lot of, you know, make make pitchers work. But um, I don't know. Expect DeGrom to uh, be decent enough there. We've got the Braves taking on the Rockies. Biggest upset of the day yesterday was the Colorado Rockies beating the Atlanta Braves outright. And the Braves had some chances, but they just looked complacent at the plate. Max Fried not on top of his game, but I don't think you could blame him um, for that one. Um, what do you think here, Kyle Wright, uh, writing the ship here for the Braves? Yeah, this was another tricky one because I do I did like the Braves with Kyle Wright initially but then you see what is it now 13 in a row that the uh, the Rockies have covered as run line underdogs against uh, or at Truist Park in Atlanta so uh, yeah I, I still struggle with this one because it's, it's Ryan Feltner if you're taking the Rockies so <sighs> I think I'll go with the, the the Braves team total over again I think they, they finally wake up today but uh Still run the risk that maybe the Rockies sneak in the back door and cover this thing. I thought Ruffalo was going back to our like you know serial discussion. There, I was like, do I go with the Lucky Charms of Frosted Flakes or do I just stick with a bowl of honeycomb? <laughs> you, you do know, realize like, this is what I'm doing after the show, right? Like I want to get a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys when they're on the shows, like Al Nino, sometimes it's like it's it's like you. Um, ask him it's like you've asked him to uh you know if it's like you've asked him to um you know help you move a, a, a bureau or something it's like hey you, you, you can help me move this uh hutch today you know it's like you got to him it's like and then, and then he always follows it up with what game were we talking about again it's like <laughs> Oh man, I like the Braves here. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this thing to the wheels. I'm already dead, you know, because yesterday it's like I lost <laughs> enough on the game that it's like there's no way I could possibly make it back up. Um, I mean, I could guess I could take the Braves minus four and a half the rest of the way, and you know, chip away at it. We've got the Twins against the Red Sox. Joe Ryan against Michael Walk on the mound. Pretty reasonable odds here. You know, it should be a good game. The Twins are they're just tough customers right now. Of all those teams kind of falling apart, you know, in the American League, um, you know, the Twins have won five in a row. Yeah, I think they got a shot to make it six here. I, I'm going to go with the Twins. You know, Michael Walker, the thing for, for Walker is that he's been far more effective at home. 
And uh, he did struggle in his last start. He allowed four runs over six innings. Did get the win there. And uh, he's been pretty good since rejoining the uh, <clears throat> the Red Sox rotation. But Joe Ryan, for me, you know, you look at his recent starts, you know, those starts where he gave up six runs, five earned to the Dodgers, 10 runs against the Padres. They both came at home or on the road. And at home, he's just been a far better pitcher. I think he's allowed two runs or less in nine of his last 10 home starts. So uh, I'll go with Joe Ryan and the, uh, and the Twins in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you here and take Joe Ryan and the Twins. Ryan really has tailed off a little bit as the season has gone on, but it's Michael Walker and the Red Sox and the Twins. I don't know if they're streaky, right? So right now, streaky good. So I, I got to just continue to ride with that. I don't, I don't love, um, I don't love this card to be honest with you. Speaking of not loving, we both took the Royals yesterday against the White Sox, and for good reason, and. Um, Tony La Russa now is leaving for medical reasons, and my guess is his days as White Sox manager. Now, it'll kind of be like his way to unceremoniously, you know, to bow out, right? Because he's going to get lit up in the offseason, right? I mean, it, it'll be so much heat to fire him. Um, it's going to be embarrassing for, you know, for him. Other than that, I think La Russa's done a fine job destroying this franchise. Uh, okay. Well, for me, for me, this one, I'm gonna go with the uh, with with the uh, the Chicago White Sox here. I think you know at some point, gotta put put a foot in the sand, draw a line, and I think Lance Lynn, you know, he's actually pitched fairly well over his last seven starts, 2.83 ERA, and I think he does enough to help the White Sox get back into the series. Chris Bubich, it's been a nice option for the uh, the Royals. He's held the you know teams like the Yankees in check, the Red Sox. He did give up three runs in his last start to the to the White Sox, and I think that could end up being enough here. I think the White Sox need to figure it out, and I think they figure it out here. So give me the uh, give me the White Sox in this one. Larusa will not be managing the White Sox today, so that is a big plus into their <clears throat> advantage, and maybe just be might could be the spark that Lance Lynn has been <clears throat> missing all season. But you do have one of my favorite names, and Chris Son of a Bubich here on the uh, mound for the Royals. So. It is a tough call. I don't know. I just continue to fade the White Sox because I hate them. Anyways, uh, move to the next game. We'll, we'll, we'll take, I'll take the Royals on spite alone. We go to our next pick. It's the Angels against the Yankees. I had the Angels yesterday trying to do it back-to-back. Did not happen. Um, yeah, just didn't work out for me. It was like Halloween for Michael Myers. It was just bad. Um, but Patrick Sandoval is pitching today. I love fading Cole. I love fade. I can't help myself. I will personally be fading Cole. I'll be going on the reverse run line on the Angels. How about you, Chris? I'll be taking the just the normal plus one and a half run line. I'm not as bold as you are, but uh, it, mainly because the the issue for Patrick Sandoval was that the Angels weren't backing him up offensively. You look at all of his five starts in July. The Angels had scored two runs or less. And uh, think about Sandoval is capable of, of throwing a gem. It's just a matter of getting the run support. And Garrett Cole. Hasn't pitched like a, what, a $35 million a year pitcher. 4.06 ERA in his last seven. He's allowed four more runs in four of those seven starts. So I think the Angels keep this one close if they don't win it outright. I, I like the Angels plus one and a half. I agree with you. Lay the run and a half with the Angels. <laughs> Got the Diamondbacks against the Phillies, and the Diamondbacks have actually won seven in a row at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. And Aaron Nola was just, I want out. 
I want out of this game. I want out of this city. I want off of this team. I want nothing to do with these guys. I am not even going to try anymore. Just, I have no answers. And um, it's like, I don't want to play with these lazy, good-for-nothing bums any longer. So he just sat there and was basically a pinata. Speaking of pinatas, Chris, who do you like in this one? <laughs> I'm a good pinata myself, but uh, <clears throat> I'm going with the Diamondbacks here. The, Tommy Henry, he's pitched really well in his last couple of starts. He's pitched well at home since in, in his short big league tenure. And Bailey Falter, for me, just is not a pitcher that I want to lay juice with on the road, especially with this Phillies team that at one point had allowed, what was it, uh, 22 unanswered runs between the fourth inning in Monday's game and the like the sixth inning in yesterday's game. So I think they just have the uh, the Phillies number and they're, and they're playing really well right now. Maybe a little bit too little too late, but uh, still roll with the Diamondbacks a plus money in this one as a home dog. Yeah, I'm going to take the Diamondbacks here with Henry. Uh, I'm just so dumb. I, I mean, I hate the Phillies, so I've been betting the Diamondbacks every game in this series. I'll continue to bet them. I've been fading the Phillies off, and, and you know this year a couple times it's come up to bite me, but um, not here. I like the D-backs. Tommy Henry brings us to uh, the parlay segment of the show. Chris, what are you thinking? You know, I'm going to go with uh, all the evening slate. I'll go with the Twins on the money line, the Angels plus one and a half, and the Diamondbacks on the money line. I'll take the. Angels minus one and a half on the reverse run line. I'll take the Kansas City Royals with the plus 164. And I will go with the Detroit Tigers, Tyler Alexander. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to do the premium and VIP shows right after this. They've been pretty hot, right? Yeah. We did well yesterday. We absolutely killed it on Monday. I'm yeah, I think sure. every day we've killed it this this week. <clears throat> Especially we've been hitting those home run props too. In fact, I win a hundred percent of the games I get to pick. <laughs> Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if you haven't tried that frosted flakes with the Lucky Charms marshmallows, treat yourself. Thank me later. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>